Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, this is Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps in the world of Android, filled with Snapdragons, Open Pluses, Samsungs, and Pixels. Oh my, I'm Quinn Wetdow. And I'm Ron Richards. I'm Michelle Ramon. A very cool Ron Richards. I know. Week, for, the, for those of you watching, li- the sunglasses. Yeah, for those of you watching live or watching the video replay on YouTube, you can watch live on YouTube.com/slash/DailyTechNewsShow every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Also on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/GoodDayInternet, or you can watch the video replay on that YouTube channel. But if you were watching the video, you see that I'm wearing sunglasses because uh, I uh, had a little bit of an eye injury and and uh, didn't want didn't didn't really want to subject our, our viewing audience uh, to the current state of my left eye. So. So, uh, and there will be a patron bonus where you'll get to see all the medical records related to the, the injury now. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, uh, hopefully the sunglasses will not be a permanent thing because you can also see the reflection of my screens when I'm at the wrong angle. So, there it is. But uh, So, it, just to tell us the truth. You were defending the honor of RCS and, uh, and, and Android in a blue bubble versus green bubble. 100%. It was, it was just for sharks. It was green versus blue. It was like we met outside. It, it was, you know, knives, zip guns. 
buttons, you know, foldables. Like, yeah, it was all, yeah. So uh, there's some, there's, uh, and what's great also, by the way, reason why you, why you want to watch the show live on Tuesday nights is the chat room is filled with speculation as to what is wrong with me. They're guessing pink eye. They're guessing, someone said plastic surgery. Someone said LASIK. No one has gotten it correct as of yet. Um, uh, someone just said all about HIPAA, which is very funny. I think, Paolo, <laughs> thank you for that. All about HIPAA is pretty good. Excellent. So, um, but hey, but uh, regardless, regardless of my face and uh, of uh, of anything else that, that's normal going on, I'm excited because we have no guests this week. Uh, it's just the three of us, which is always fun because we get to be a little looser. It's like when you when you don't have company over, you know, like so. Uh, uh, and also, uh, Michelle and I both have got Michelle. Do you have your sexy with you? Your new sexy. We both have. The OnePlus open that and Wynn just has envy. That's yeah, all that, that we are open. That we are open and able to talk about now. The embargo is Ooh. lifted, so we're going to talk more about that in the hardware block. So it's going to be a great show. Plus, we've got a ton of emails. Some of you wrote in, um, but actually, first, I want to remind everybody that if you go to Patreon.com/slash/AndroidFaithful, if you haven't haven't yet, uh, please head over there, check it out. That's the ways you can help support the show directly. Um, we've got a bunch of different levels uh, for five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month. We we love everybody who signs up for any level, whatever you can afford. We really appreciate. But if you sign up at that $20 a month level, friend of the show, you can get a nifty Android faithful shirt, right? Which is pretty, pretty cool, I think. Um, And you can see here on the video, uh, Gen H1001 in Discord uh, posted that video in our patron only Discord showing off uh, a little bit of the Pixel Pixel 8 love there with the uh, the Android faithful t-shirt. So there is our first bit of Android merch in the wild. And also fun fact... None of us have it. So, Jen. (laughs) Now, Michelle, you did say you wanted it, right? I need to figure out how to order it for you. But uh, we'll we'll take care of that soon. So (laughs) I want one, too. Wynn, do you want one? I do want one, please. I'll be repping out on every show I ever Right on. Okay, well, we're going to take care of that. I'll take care of that. Now in the next five years. (laughs) So, so yeah, definitely. Thank you, Jen, for your support. And thank you, everybody else who supported over on Patreon.com slash Android Faithful. Um, All right. With that, uh, shall we just dive right into the news? What do you think? All right, cool. Uh, Wynn, you are first up with some big news. I am. In fact, that, that, that affected you personally. That affected me personally. So if you are a resident of Arizona, Colorado, and Georgia, you can now, along with the folks in my home state of Maryland, add your state ID to your Google wallet. And yeah, I, I, I mean, that's pretty much the story, but I did in fact try it. And I had a horrible time oh. because I tried it on my Pixel Fold. And as Michelle let me know in the pre-show is that there is something in the support about it not really working on foldables. Um, but I did eventually get it working. And yeah, you will now be able to have an ID uh, in your Google wallet. It doesn't have any PID on it other than your first name. And it does, it is a more, more of like an electronic ID where you can scan or have a QR code that, you know, someone can scan to get your, you know, to verify your identification. And yeah, it was absolutely horrible because I did it on my fold. I did it from the inner screen. And basically what happened, if you follow me on uh, at Queen Code Monkey at Mastodon.social, you might have seen me rant and basically live blog the, uh, the whole experience of doing this. And if I show you what it looks like right now, you might guess why I had a hard time on the pixel fold because that's half the ID, real big. And then the other half is down here. Can so, you scroll? Can you swipe up you to it? You can scroll, yeah. but a, just like a lot of... Wait, yeah, wait, wait for a second. Is that actually the Colorado ID with no, a... No, so it's it, like Google it doing, is, like a, doing like a stylized version of it's Colorado? Like a stylized thing. It, yeah. it, it's sort of like... It, no, we don't have RAMs. I think we just... 
we don't have rams. Although the Maryland one does have a blue crab. So for the, 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 our audio listeners, it is a illustration of a mountain and a uh, and, oh. and there's your screen and a a ram with the um, rounded horns yeah. on its head, right? Yeah. And it says, and co- it's it says Colorado. See. Yeah, Colorado. Oh. And there is the state seal in the corner. You can't really see it because so the focus is not right. Is any of your so. information there? It isn't just actually my first name is so again large. My first name it's hard to see is in here in plain text, but there's no like actual you know numbers like my actual my license ID you know the date of expiration and validity any of that is not you know visible. The person that is scanning your ID will only be able to to kind of pull up your information and verify this ID if you scan it. Uh, there is there is if I scroll back up one of those you know. Uh, wireless tap to tap to pay or tap to read uh icons and there is a button for a qr code somewhere oh yeah at the very bottom my understanding right now the only application that this is valid in is with tsa yeah pretty much right so like Um, if you get pulled over and a cop is like let me license license the registration ma'am and you pull out your pixel fold and show him your ram right you're you're not no that's gonna be a problem and and in fact, one so so the way that it works um, is that first you get a scan you you have a scanner which is the size kind of like when you scan anything else these days uh, on the web or whatever it gives you a rectangular uh, camera view where you basically center your ID the Google scanner will kind of identify that you have an ID take pictures of both the front and the back and then you actually do kind of like a video where you turn your head different ways because there is a there is some service verifying that ID with whatever state you are a resident of. So I had to do all that. And then it uploads that application to a state service. And then it takes a few minutes for that to verify. Um, so yeah, when I scanned it, the reason I had a problem was the scanner uh, was halfway off the edge of the pixel fold. Like it basically it was scrolled halfway off and it doesn't work that way. Uh, the scanner just wouldn't complete wouldn't complete and identify the res, uh, the my ID when it was scrolled halfway off, and that is what Michelle was referring to, saying, "Oh, foldables don't support this," which I think is bullshit because it does support it. It's just you didn't make the screen work for you know the pixel fold, so it technically does work. Um, and I actually redid the whole thing on the front screen on pixel fold. But anyway, well, it's, it works. we're going to talk more about foldable software later in the app section, especially yes, this please. is going to be a foldable show. But like, I feel like this story or like the the context of the story is going to play out. We're going to be in a foldable transition state for the next, what, year or two, you think? Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And it's crazy because the rest of Wallet is geared towards large screens. It's got the nice split screen view. It has a lot of work done it done for it. But this one particular flow got missed or was rushed out or something. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is a software issue. It's not a hardware issue, which is why I think it's bullshit. But um, but actually, go, to go back to the point, and some people are asking, oh, can you show this to a cop? When I completed the application, it specifically said, hey, don't ever hand your phone to anyone, <laughs> which is, it, which is I, I kind of mentioned this to like my old work buddies. And they were like, well, I don't want to hand my phone to like a police officer, you know, rightfully so. And you know, just to back that up, Google does say, "Hey, well, please do not." The, I mean, the, the future the future of this is similar. Like, so currently, when I commute to New York City, I ride the Long Island Railroad, where I buy a train ticket on my phone, and there's a QR code, and the conductor comes sometimes, and with his phone scans my QR code to confirm right. that my ticket is valid. So, like, there potentially could be a future where a cop pulls yeah. you over for speeding, and then they scan your QR code to get all mm-hmm. your information. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's exactly how they envision the standard to be like when they say don't hand your phone they're basically saying you don't need to hand your phone over for them to scan it you can just show the QR code they can scan and get the info yeah Yeah, just don't hand your phone over yeah yeah so, um, well interesting I I would love to have this for New York purely to see what the uh, illustration is for New York 
So like, oh. you know, cause often, mm-hmm. cause oftentimes with New York, they either go with like the city or like Niagara Falls. Right. So yeah, and Michelle, totally. Michelle, I'm sure with Texas, I mean, there's, there's lots to, the, to mine there for the, for the illustration. Right. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, uh, very exciting about that. Uh, sorry you had our time, but I'm glad it's working and now you can use it when you, next time you fly, you're gonna have to report about how that goes. So I will. Cause Lord knows the TSA agent won't know what to do with it when you show them the QR code. <laughs> like, Hopefully Denver will. Denver yeah. is a is, is an awful place because they're overpacked, but they tend to be a little better about the technology stuff, but I'll, I'll try I it next the, time. The, and, the, yeah. the JFK TSA agents don't want anything different. <laughs> no, no, just please. Don't be, no. don't be clever. So, don't be Mr. Clever Man. <laughs> AJ4884 actually had a question that I wanted to, you know, address. Um, they mentioned that, you know, if it has a QR code, could restaurants scan that to verify your age to serve you? And the answer is actually yes. That's one of the things that is allowed by this standard. Oh, cool. Like, you can actually pick and choose what information to show. So, like, yeah. if you have your mobile driver's license and you can scan it, you can have it just basically have a yes or no. Is this person over 18 or is this person over 21? So, you don't even have to give them, like, your, like, normally if you're having them your plastic driver's license, you're giving them your name, your address, and all sorts of other information. But yeah. with this system, you could potentially only give them, you know, whether yeah. or not you're eligible to, you know. Yeah, you know, it actually, um, when you... I think she's trying to show it right now. Yeah, so when I hit the QR code, it actually did send me, as, as you mentioned, Michelle, a wizard that kind of walks me through it. And it does say that when I do scan it, a little bottom sheet will come up. And as you said, review the information you want to share. Sorry. And then you can do the thing. So yeah, absolutely. It's It's... Other than the fact that it should support large screens, it's you know there there has been some thought um, as you said behind this and yep. hopefully other things to cool. use it on other than TSA. All right, well we spent much longer on that than I thought we would, but it's still pretty cool. It's the future. Um, all right, real quickly, uh, another story. And Michelle, you're gonna have to correct me when I get wrong or what I miss on this one. But uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Android safe browsing is just another reason why Android is making the world a better place, right? Um, so uh, Android safe uh, safe browsing uh, is is a new feature that's developed uh, inside Android. Uh, it, it operates within the support of Google Play Protect and integrates with a list of supported apps uh, provided by that feature. And there was some conversation on the Google News Telegram channel that showed where you could find it, um, where basically if you go into more security and privacy in uh, Android settings um, and you see Android safe browsing, uh, and basically what it will do is it explains to you uh, that it will alert you to any security threats of any websites that you visit when you browse with supported apps. Um, So it's important to note that this is an API and the app that you're using needs to support it. So likewise, like obviously Chrome is using this API and you go to a website with malicious stuff or, or uh, uh, bad stuff, it will alert you um, when safe browsing is turned on. Um, they have protection for live threat protection, um, uh, and you know again, you can manage all of these all these settings within there, whether you want it on or off, um, and you can say to turn it off or turn it on, etc. Um, and it's just another way Google is working to keep you protected on the internet, which is a scary and dangerous place. Um, Michelle, did I miss anything else on there? Or? No, that's pretty much it. It's as you mentioned, it's an API for apps to implement because there's no guarantee that every user is using Chrome, right? right. So if they're using a third party browser and they tap on a potentially malicious link within some third party news app, if that news app is using the Android Safe Browsing API, which is part of SafetyNet, then they could have that um, Android. They could have Google, you know, check whether or not that link is malicious and then warn the user appropriately. 
Yeah, if you ever notice, sometimes apps don't necessarily kick you out to Chrome. They might open their own yep. version of a web browser. So that allows these little yeah. in-app web browsers to take advantage of that, which is a good thing because that can totally happen because unfortunately, a lot of us apps, not me personally, because I'm an event right now, but a lot of apps do still do a lot of stuff in the web, like authentication, which is- Well, that, and that's you know, the thing. It's like a lot, of, a lot of apps, a lot of apps have their own browser within the app. Yeah. Some use mm-hmm. Chrome as that browser, right? Yep. So like it's embedded. Some don't. I, I don't know about you guys, but I always look for the menu button to choose open in Chrome and get out of the mm-hmm. app and go, if you're sending me to a web page, I want to be in Chrome because I want all my password things to work. I want all my autofill stuff to work. And so and another reason is to be protected. So I try to do everything in Chrome as much as possible. So Ditto. all right, cool. All right. Uh, well, Michelle, you broke some news on Twitter, right? It broke news. I don't know. What, what did you do? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I found that um, Google is adding native support for a feature called repair mode into Android. And this feature will basically create a secure environment that protects your privacy, your private data when your device is being repaired. So basically what this does is when you enter repair mode, when you enter repair mode, Android will create a new data image and it will reboot with the existing system image. So basically what you're doing is you're simulating a factory reset. So you're not actually resetting everything on your device. You're original data is being kept in a separate location, but you're essentially factory resetting it and then you're putting it into this repair mode and then you can hand it off to the service center and then they can do whatever they want with the device. They can install diagnostic apps. They can you know, run tests on the device. And then once they're done, they send it back to you and then you exit repair mode by entering your lock screen credential, your PIN or password or whatever. And um, Samsung devices have had this kind of feature for a while called maintenance mode and Google is basically implementing the basic like they're implementing everything you need to make this feature but um, what's missing from the android source code right now is the app itself that actually puts you into repair mode and there are hints that google is working on their own version of this feature for pixel phones in the upcoming december feature drop and basically all the bits and pieces that other oems need to add their version of this feature is being added into the source code of android so potentially we could see a lot of devices gain a similar feature in the in the future Cool. I, I love what you reported, Michelle, on like how it works by utilizing the dynamic update system with the good with, with being able to kind of like just basically use the same, you know, original image along with a fresh. I, I'm sorry, we're getting a little technical detail, but the way that it's done is really clever. Basically, is what I can yeah, say. Yeah, it is going really into too much too much detail, but it uses the same system that allows you you to do dynamic updates, which is so freaking cool. I wanted to ask you. How, so they just reverse that, or you reverse like the smoothly when you cut, when you bring your phone back and you take it out of repair mode, it just reverses it into does it like say so it just saves your user data and then loads the original. Sorry, we're getting into technical detail. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really neat. It's it's just clever as 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 clever AF. Clever, oh, clever there it is, clever AF. AF. Yeah. yeah. Clever AI. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll bug you later after the show. I'm, I'm just nerding about I was just reading it. I'm just nerding out about it. It's just really cool. Very Sorry. Cool. Well, that's why we're here. We're here to nerd out about this stuff that's cool about Android. So it is the right appropriate spot. But yeah, so. <laughs> well, you know what's even cooler than Ron right now with his glasses? Is our patron pick. Because guess what? Every week we pick three stories. We post them on our patron for our patrons on Monday. And you lovely patrons who we love for your support get to pick of those three, which we talk about this week. And 
Ron, I, I'm not logged into Patreon, so you're gonna have to read the uh, other sure, one. Yeah. Didn't win for me. So yeah, so so <laughs> oh, so go. the patron pick uh, coming in last was the fact that Android's nearby nearby share is being disabled for work profiles. Uh, that only got 20 percent of the vote. Michelle, you probably voted for that because nearby share is near and dear to your heart. I know, right? Um, Thirty-two uh, percent of the vote coming in second was Samsung might go old school with the Galaxy Z Flip Five Retro Edition, which is very cool. You should go check that out. But the winning story when that you're gonna talk about here is yes. the fact that. Uh, Google uh, Google app shows uh, smart glasses with assistant. What does that mean? What, yes. what the what? So uh. do you remember at Google 2022 where we saw a really cool demo of what looked like the next generation or the next version or the next iteration of Google glasses where they actually had a pair of glasses doing live translation between a woman and someone who spoke a different language and having the transcription or the trans the, the translations rather appear, you know, AR style, you know, within her field of view. And then, you know, they, we didn't hear anything about it this year, 2023. They were, Oh, sorry. She turned on Uh-oh. my bad G. Um, and then, yeah, like this year in June, there were some reports that they had canceled this project, which is called project Iris. And then there was another report in August. Well, maybe they're still working on it, but they're kind of shopping the idea around to different OEMs and partners for maybe a 2025 release. Well, I always love it when things are found out this way. So I believe with it, the nine to five Google team was poking around in the strings, which are basically like little, the little, any kind of text that is in your app comes in a strings file. And someone found a string that referenced Project Iris, so the name of the string, kind of like the ID of the string was something, something Iris. And the text of the string was, quote, just touch and hold the right tempo to talk to your assistant. And so this seems to imply that at some point they're working on Iris and working on a gesture on the glasses where you touch and hold your right temple to activate assistant. So putting the Sherlock and everything together, Iris still a thing. And it looks like they're already working on gestures and activating assistant via these gestures so there's your there's your super tin hat e but cool glass wearing e but not really tin hatty because it's in the string right but yeah it's in the string but i guess the question here is whether or not google will go down this road themselves with the hardware or if this is being done because there's an oem or a partner who's developing the glasses and they want assistant on there and they're like gonna let someone else do the hardware piece of it and try to get out there and oh assistant will work on it you know and honestly it could be one of the two you know um, who knows? Well, we already know that they're working with Samsung on an XR product. Like that's been announced and teased several times. So we know they're doing that. We don't know if Google plans to release their own hardware anymore because there have been like rumors that will they, won't they, and you know where's where are they going with that? But they know we're working on an XR OS and they're working with Samsung on some kind of product. Yeah. So start putting pieces together with that tin hat, and there it is. So. Yeah, and eventually it'll turn into a real hat. Like a Pinocchio thing? I don't know. Anyway. All I got to say is that if if another Google Glass-like device... By the way, these are just dumb sunglasses I bought at Walgreens. They have no functionality. They do nothing when I tap them. <laughs> if another Google Glass-type device comes out, you will only get me wearing it and reacting to it on camera if it, it's unlocked by on Patreon. We're going to make that a goal. We're going to make that a level. Like if we get X number of patrons or whatever it was, then you get my reaction to whatever the new Google Glass thing will be. Because Lord, all right, y'all are warned ahead of time. I didn't get nearly enough royalties from that clip. So. Uh, fun times. Uh, see, now if Burke was here, he would have been playing the "Holy Cow" sound effect, which I don't have. Oh, so yeah, I don't yeah. have it either. We yeah. should, does he still have it somewhere? We can no. like ask him. To no, email. we don't need it. Okay. We don't need it. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Go to patreon.com/slash/android faithful. 
sign up, become a patron. You can vote every week. Uh Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Um, but now we're going to get into hardware because, Michelle, I don't know about you, but has it been very difficult to keep your mouth shut? <laughs> Because it's been very difficult for me. It has been. Yeah, it really has. I love this device. I, I've been wanting to talk about it for so long. All right, so let's let's get into it. So the the OnePlus Open uh, was released to the world last week on on, uh, and I realized I got to pull up my photos, um, which I'll do while while we're talking about it. But so the OnePlus Open was announced. That they had a, they had a launch event on October nineteenth. Um, OnePlus's entry into the foldable marketplace, going with the full size fold standard, similar to the Pixel Fold or the Samsung Fold, not the flip standard like the flip or the uh, Motorola Razor um, and going on the high end side of things. Um, Michelle and I got to hang out in New York a couple of weeks ago at a briefing from OnePlus, which is pretty rad. Um, and uh, we also got to take home devices and we've been putting them through the paces for the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to pull up my photos I took with the device, but Michelle, why don't you, why don't you kind of start with your uh, main takeaways and stuff and, and show the phone off a little. So, All right. So just for a little bit of context, the previous device that I used was the Galaxy Z Fold 5. That was actually my first time using a bookstore foldable in a long time. So just coming off of that and then coming straight to this, it was such a huge difference. Like the Z Fold 5 in comparison just feels chunky. It, it's so heavy in comparison. And even that's not even as heavy compared to the Pixel Fold. You know, in terms of pure weight, I I, I will try but, uh, I, I will chime in on the on the form factor itself. And so I, I was going to plug it later in the show, but I went on benefit of a Dowd with our good friend Adam Dowd and um and talked about this over the weekend. Uh, so you can go check out his show. But he had the Pixel Fold and the Samsung Fold next side by side with the OnePlus Fold, and I gotta admit. Like, and I haven't, like, when you've used the, both the Samsung Fold and the Pixel Fold as, like, daily drivers, I haven't had the opportunity to use them, like, more as much as I use the OnePlus Open, but I gotta admit, I feel like this is the right size. Okay. Like, Samsung Fold is a little too thin, 
Okay. And uh, pixel fold is a little too wide and a little too short. This one, like when it's folded, it feels like a regular phone. It feels like a regular, you know, side by side comparison with, with with my Pixel Eight. It just seems like a regular phone. But on the open fold side, you get the height that you don't have with the Pixel, uh, the the Pixel Fold, but you get more width than you have on the Samsung. I don't, know, Michelle, do, do you agree with that or like? Yeah, I think um, the cover screen on the Z Fold 5 is just way too thin to actually type or use many apps at all. So that's one thing that the Pixel Fold and the OnePlus Open got right. But what I also like about the Open is just how thin it is in general. Like, it's even thinner than the Pixel Fold, which Google was marketing for months as being the thinnest foldable in asterisks in North America. Well, now it's no longer (laughs) the thinnest foldable in North America because you have the OnePlus Open. It is very thin Um, when it's open. It is, like, startlingly thin. thin. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part is the crease is basically invisible. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, Ron, if your experience has been the same, but you cannot see the crease no. unless you're, like, at some extreme Actually, angle. that is pretty amazing. Even yeah. with the glare, yep. it is really hard. It's funny because... Like, in person, it is really hard to I, see. I took this phone to a family event, and, and one of my family members saw me holding it. They're like, oh, what's that? So I explained to it, and I opened it, and, and their initial reaction was, you can't see the crease. Where's the crease? Like they they were blown away about how much they got the crease just disappears pretty much you can't see it really you know so um, very very good all right so form factor thumbs up we're both in agreement it's great the hinge is great right. the, they've done so they were so like we had Michael Fisher on last week on the show to Mr Mobile talking about the hinge and he got to see the factory um, the hinge is what it's cracked up to be between the crease and just the the way the, it's a good it's a good fold feel right. You know, so um, yeah. So and the you have the black. Yeah, I have the bl- the Voyager black. Yeah, the 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 fake leather back. Yep. I love that. Piece. Yeah. <gasps> oh, when Michelle Michelle posted a picture of the back on one of the social networks we're on, and I was just like, oh, dude, that looks so good. Especially if you are a Hasselblad fan, and you want that like enthusiast camera look. It looks. Yep. It's sexy as AF in the back yep. there. One plus sexy AF. Yeah. There it is. Um, all right. So 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 overall feel feel phone feel look and feel. I give it a thumbs up, Michelle. You 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 agree? I yeah, believe, it's right? definitely the best form factor like in the U.S. right now that you can get. All right. So uh, what's what's next on the on the rundown here? What what do we what do we talk about? Uh, battery life. I think ba- I think productivity is something I want to go for bring it. up. Go for bit. it then. So. Like, I know a lot of people have been like, well, it does it does it have an S Pen support? Which the answer is no, it doesn't have any style of support. But I've been kind of thinking like I don't really care that much about S Pen support, let alone the overall utility of foldables as like a productivity. Because like a lot of users say you're multitasking, like you can use the both screens to multitask and show two apps side by side. But even I find myself not doing that that often because we still have laptops we still have desktops like i'm doing 90 percent of my work on my pc when i can like i'm not going to jump to like simul post on my phone opening to like two screens and having two apps side by side majority of what i'm doing on my phone is treating it like a tablet like what do people use tablets for most of the time it's just media consumption it's just reading comics reading emails reading uh watching videos and things like that and it's just great i just love like um, having the expanded screen space to fit more on a screen, like when you're watching a video or like reading a comic or something, just yep. the ability to expand to that much bigger canvas is so nice to have. And I think that's the, the one killer thing. Like every time I show a foldable to like a friend or family and they're like, what can you do with it? And that's, that's the one thing I show off. Like, I don't care about multitasking. I just show them like, look how big I can make my images. Look how big I can make my apps, right? Isn't that the coolest thing? Yep. And that's all they care about. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, and I got to admit, the multitask approach with the foldable and the gestures that OnePlus has in here with like the 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 what the two or three finger swipe down to split the screen and like so if you're if you're on the launcher uh the main launcher screen and you do a um uh yeah so you and you have an app open so like right here I've got Chrome open right and if I do a two finger swipe what it does is it splits the screen and then tells me to pick an app to open and then it opens them up. You can't see it because it's too washed out. But uh, it opens them up side by side, which is just like it makes the multitasking so seamlessly easy and fun um, that it just makes me want to use the phone more. Right. Like I, I get I totally get the argument of people saying they're ditching their laptop for this foldable or for a foldable um, just because it's it's it, it, I feel like I could like be researching something while typing something and that sort of thing. So. All right. Um, well, since I said it before, let's talk about battery life. Uh, bravo, OnePlus. I don't know what you did, but this battery this battery life is great. I mean, like, it is, you know, like, I, I was afraid with three screens and going through the paces and all that sort of stuff, it'd be a quick drain. But I'm going a full day plus on a single charge. I mean, Michelle, I don't know if you had similar or different um, uh, experience with that, but the battery holds up for sure. So Yeah, the battery's uh, been really good, yeah. but... um. Back to the productivity, there is one thing I wanted to bring up, which is the open canvas feature. I was yep. trying to like fuddle yeah. with it and get it showing. Uh, but basically, this feature, like it solves a problem with um, three-way multitasking. Because like right now, if you try to split three apps on yep. a single screen, there's not enough space for that. You can have one app taking up the entire left half and then the other two apps taking up half of the other half. So basically, you get a quarter of the screen. Right. It doesn't really work well, but that's what Samsung does. But OnePlus figured out a clever solution to that problem with the open canvas, where you basically have... Uh, two apps side by side taking up like 80 85% of the screen together and then you have one app like on the bottom or all the way to the right it's like 15% yep. and you can like switch between the two apps and the third app just by tapping them like yep. um let me try to also what i also love is that you can have app groups and you can just you can put a like if i'm always using you know keep and YouTube and Chrome, right, to do whatever I'm doing. I'm typing in Keep and I'm watching a video and I'm researching in Chrome. You could put those three in a cluster on your screen and tap the cluster and it opens all three apps at once in the multi in the multitask view, which is great. Um, okay, yeah. it's kind of mirrored right now. You can see it right now. I have on the on my yep. right, which is the I have I have Twitter, I have uh, Chrome, and then I have uh, Discord right here, yep. but like I can like switch between these yep. three apps. That's so cool, so so cool. It's super nice, and then I think if you can if you pinch out with four fingers, you can like oh. have them all displayed. Then you can switch between them. Yeah, it's so nice. Getting the gestures down is, is once you unlock all those different gestures, it really kind of makes it like a whole new world of how to use it and four finger swipes and stuff like that. Um, we are getting requests in the ch in the chat for the butt test, so it's been a while, <laughs> but I'm willing to do it. I will say. I think it feels good in the back pocket. Uh, so here we are. And I oh, look at that. Nice jeans, Ron. It's right in there. there. I'll lower my camera a little. It's right in there like <laughs> like a wallet. Right? Now sit down on it. No, that's... <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It, it, it I mean, they, they tested it. They tested it. They, show. Yeah. they, they do test, literally test for that. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it does feel good in the pocket. I will say the, the Hasselblad camera bump is a bump. It is very, it's, it's very Bumping. bumpy. Um, and like, if you wear tight fitting jeans, like I do, like slim fitting jeans, that you get that denim circle of like where the camera was, like kind of, it gets worn out there. But, um, uh, I will say that the case, um, 
I currently don't have the case on, but the case that it comes with is a very simple, just kind of like front bracket case. And then the back of it covers the back of it and has the little circle of it. The case, I had the case on for a while and it wasn't as intrusive as uh, I generally dislike cases for. So, well, all right. So, so speaking of. Yeah, I have the case on right now. Yeah, I took it off. I really I'm like it. Living dangerously. So, speaking of the camera, and yeah, now I hit my mic. See, this is what you made me get up and do the butt test, and, I, and my mic stand won't stay up. Hey, um, that's just price we pay for the butt test. Uh, so, I've got some, I've got some ca- uh, photo samples if we want to see what the camera looked like. Michelle, what has been your experience with the camera overall? It's been pretty good overall. I'm actually, I actually want to put up one camera sample of a night shot that I took that turned out really good. Okay, cool. So, yeah, because I didn't take it. I didn't take that many night shots. So this is actually a shot from where we had the event in Manhattan. Beautiful view of of the Empire State Building. Um, you know, some other. It was a, it was a dreary day, that's for sure. But um, I will say I am impressed by the the zoom levels on this. So here I took some pictures of my kids. There's a nice portrait mode of of Mr. Remo. Um, and, uh, yeah, like nice little action shots of kids, which are the hardest things to take pictures of. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I did take it into the city and I wanted to test the zoom. So here is a, you know, no zoom shot of the skyline from Long Island city. And then I zoomed in a little more, get a little closer to the Chrysler building. And I zoomed in a little more, right. Then zoomed in even a little more and it's still pretty crisp and looking pretty good even closer, right? Like these are, I mean, this was at least like 30 X zoom on, uh, you know, and, and that's how close. That's, yeah. That's pretty dang good. Right. It's like a really close up shot of the top of the crisis. Yeah. Like look at, look at, Amazing. look at the, look at the, how the light bouncing off the little gargoyles, the little things on the edges there. And like, you could, you know, like I'm just very, very impressed with the, with the zoom levels on, on this phone. Um, wanted to get some sense of color, Right. So, you know, color, color does pop nicely. You know, there's your classic Manhattan shot of a, of a seat <laughs> of the orange and white cones and steam coming out of it, you know, so like, uh, look pretty good. Uh, I thought this is a great Thai place named Thai, Thai food near me. <laughs> which is just a great name because if you Google Thai food near me, right? IRL, like, yeah, like that's right. yes, brilliant. Um, and then I went to a concert and I wanted to capture. So this was this was the this was the view from my spot in the orchestra. I was like row S, oh, wow. right? And then I uh, was able to zoom in. Uh, this is Morrissey, um, but I was able to zoom in pretty nicely and get some really crisp, nice shots. You know, from very very far away. Right. That still had, you know, good, you know, you know, it gets a little pixely in the night in like the, with the, with the stage lights, you see, there's not as much detail there, but, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, as far as like the, 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 uh, going to a club, taking night shots, I I was pretty pleased with this. Uh, good enough for Instagram. That's right. I posted uh, in the private chat, uh, some of my night shots that I thought came out really good. Like they took us on a boat tour on the, you know, the night after the launch, sorry, like the night of the briefing. And uh, we went around the Statue of Liberty, and I got some really good shots out of the camera at night. Just like it was, it was pretty tough because there was a moving boat. But uh, if you click open the yeah, link yeah. and just like, yeah, that's in. pretty cool. Yeah, I took out a one x, three x, and six. Oh man, look at that! Jeez, well come on, out. three. That's three x on the Statue of Liberty, and then six x, a little blurry. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the the viewers we can't see it. Oh, Ron. I'm sorry. Yeah, right I'm sorry about that. Let me <laughs> add it back in there. They're really good. Though. I, I was just enjoying your photos, Michelle. I was blown away by it. Um, there we go. So there we can see. So there is one x from the Statue of Liberty, right? Standard photo. That three x is a winner. Wow, three, that's beautiful. That, that looks like a postcard, Michelle. Nice detail. Um, and then six x gets a little blurrier, but still from a boat at night, this is pretty good. So 
Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Beautiful. So camera, I give thumbs up. So same. Um, so yeah, so overall, overall impressions, I love this phone and I'm really thinking about making it my daily driver instead of the OnePlus 8 Pro. I don't know. That's what I think. The only, the only negative I will have on it is that it is pricey. Right, so it is. It yes. it is. Uh, what sixteen ninety nine? Sixteen ninety nine without the trade in. Yeah, so they they do have a a crazy trade in. Um, wh- which uh, when we went to the event, I think that got the most reaction out of everybody. Um, yeah. because they have a trade in system where you could uh get two hundred bucks off, um, and up to a thousand dollar instant trade in credit if you trade in any phone. So like, if you have any phone out there, Pixel Seven, Pixel Six. A Nokia from 2003, like any phone, they said they will take the trading cost on, um, oh. which is just like good because like that's OnePlus being OnePlus, right? Like, uh, you know, pretty, pretty exciting. The uh, Emerald Dusk color is very, very pretty, but that's the one that uh, is uh, takes weeks to the order to go through. Whereas the mm-hmm. Voyager Black, what we have with the nice little um, vegan leather kind of thing that's available like immediately. Um, so, so yeah, so the, the price is the price is a, is a con. Um, I will also say. I've heard some people um, complain about the lack of wireless charging um, at that price point. I know, Michelle, how you feel about that. I, for one, am indifferent because I'm not a wireless charging person, but I know some people are. So, Michelle, okay, you're not, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But the, the argument is made that for $16.99, you should have wire, uh, wireless charging on there. I don't necessarily share that view, but I understand where people are coming from for sure. So, right. Um, so all in all, I give this phone a thumbs up, and it's potentially going to be my daily driver, possibly. I, don't, I haven't decided yet. So. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Basically, between y'all and a lot of our friends of the show, everyone has really given this phone a lot of love. And I already have two foldable phones. I don't need a third. My husband actually is talking about getting the OnePlus open. So right now, I'm like, I'm literally messaging him right now. Get it, baby. Well, so yeah, I wanted to pull up Adam Dowd's review on Slash Gear for it because, I mean, he said this is his phone of the year so far. Oh wow! Um, and you know, and and agreed with us in that the camera's great, the the feel of the phone is great, the software is great, the productivity and the multitask is great, the fast charging is awesome, and the the only real cons being no wireless charging. And Adam felt the nighttime video performance was not great, but I could live with that. Um, so they, you know, like I, I would have liked OnePlus to come out with a game changer foldable that was affordable. And I don't know why I think of that of One OnePlus. Um, and I'm sure we're going to see the OnePlus Flip, well, you know, similar to the Oppo Find and Three Flip. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think this phone's a winner. This phone and like, and I think the Pixel Fold is a winner. Like, ultimately, this is a great year for foldables. This is like a banner year for foldables. Um, and it just gets better and better with OnePlus. So I'm I'm proud of them. So year of the foldable. We got you know we're getting there. We're getting. We, I mean, if it's not, yeah. I don't know what else would be. I know. So, um, all right, cool. Well, so yes, yeah, so that's the OnePlus Open. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to keep playing with it and then maybe I'll, I'll use it as a full time. But uh, uh, Michelle, there was some other, uh, some other OnePlus news out there, right? The, the OnePlus. All right, I switched tabs quickly. I, I switched tabs uh, and then, like, yeah, my shortcut to unmute myself was nice. not by the other Chrome tab. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, just a couple of hours ago, um, overnight, OnePlus and DisplayMaker BOE held an event where they showed off the latest generation of BOE AMOLED displays. And uh, this display can get up to 2,600 nits in brightness, which I think matches the Pixel 8 Pro's, the Super Actual display, 
which gets super, super duper bright, like way definitely bright enough to where you can easily use it comfortably under direct sunlight. And so this um, announcement basically showing that, hey, the next generation OnePlus flagship will be using this high-end BOE display. And so here's what to expect. And at the event, they were actually they actually had a OnePlus 12 on display. Like obviously, it was covered up, like it was in this protective casing. You couldn't see the camera bump, but they had the they had the phone there, and they're basically serving as a teaser of what's to come. Very cool, nice. Uh, of course, the OnePlus 12 is coming, and it's going to be exciting to see it. So, um, I'm 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 pro OnePlus, man. I, I think that I think they're doing. I think they they got their groove back. You know, part of part of the story of OnePlus was post Carl Pay, kind of what they were, you know, what they were going to do with, you know, coming out of it. And now I feel like OnePlus is the is getting closer to their identity. So pretty cool. Oh, by the way, if you go to OnePlus uh, OnePlus dot com slash us slash OnePlus dash dash open, there is a banner at the bottom that says Open Sale starts in two days. Oh, there you I go. have no idea what kind of sale that is, and I just found out that if we get the black one, as you said, Ron, if we get the green one, we won't get my husband. And I won't get it before we go to Japan. But I'm like, baby, get the black one. Let's take it to Japan. Let's just run it through its bases. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm I want this phone, y'all. I don't need another foldable one. I want it so bad. It's pretty cool. I mean, to send in a, send in a phone get 200 bucks off and then also they they are um they'll give you up to a thousand dollar instant credit and they're also um offering they're gonna send uh you can get a 15 percent student discount if you apply and uh they weren't they they're not doing it anymore they did oh they did they're not doing it anymore they had a promo where they were throwing in earbuds um but i guess they stopped doing that so um they do crazy stuff keep an eye on OnePlus. so yay them all right cool all right, so uh, let's switch gears uh, to Snapdragon, eh, Michelle? Yeah, let's soak it up in the in the, the beaches of Maui, like virtually, of course, because we're not there. Fr- friends of the show, of a- friends of the show, asked me, they're like, "Oh, are you going to the Snapdragon event in Hawaii?" I'm like, "No, are you?" And they, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I wish we were soaking it up in Maui right now, yeah. but um, if you are, that's where Qualcomm held its annual Snapdragon Summit, and they unveiled a whole bunch of products earlier today. They unveiled the Snapdragon X Elite chipset which is the first Snapdragon chipset to use Qualcomm's custom in-house um, CPU designs um, codenamed uh, Orion. This chip, this chip is an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, Qualcomm claims it's faster than Apple's and Intel's highest-end chipsets and still consumes less power. Of course, these are like Qualcomm's internal benchmarks and like nobody's actually tested it independently. But if true, this is like massive for the future of... like computing versus like because you know these apple chipsets in their laptops have been like leading edge for so many for so long and now we're finally we're getting a true competitor on the windows space but of course uh this is android faithful so we're not really going to spend too much time talking about the windows chipset but qualcomm did say that their new cpu design will be showing up on their mobile platforms next year but this year we're getting the snapdragon 8 gen 3 which is the successor to the HN2. And this year, because AI really popped off in 2023 with, you know, <laughs> ChatGPT, with uh, Dolly and et cetera, like Qualcomm spent a lot of time talking about generative AI and what the chipset is capable of. So the Snapdragon HN3 is capable of multimodal generative AI models. So it supports running a mix of text, speech, and image inputs. Um, Qualcomm talked about how it's able to run large language models like Meta's Llama 2, as well as language vision models and transformer network-based automatic speech recognition models. Um, All this on device. They boasted about how their chipset's capable of running 
stable diffusion at under a second, which is like incredibly fast. Basically, you give it a prompt and it can spit out an image in just under a second, all on device. So they're doing so many like cool things with these AI features. And they also showed off a whole bunch of camera related AI features, too, and a stab at, you know, and a jab at Google. Um, some of the things that showed off is a photo expansion feature where like you take a photo and then you use generative AI to fill out the area around it. They also showed off a video object eraser where you're taking a video and then you can click on an object and have it just be digitally erased from the video. Um, and they also showed off their own version of like a video night vision feature, which enhances the details of a video shot in near total darkness. And a lot of these features, it's important to note, they're not like features you're guaranteed to have when you buy a flagship next year with the Snapdragon HN3 because Qualcomm is more in the business of selling you capabilities rather than features. Like they sell you a chipset that's capable of these features. And then other third parties like the OEMs that sell you the devices or vendors that implement features to integrate and license out that tech, you know, those are what eventually will determine what features you have on your device. But they're clearly showing that their chip is capable of doing all of this stuff on device. And, you know, generative AI has been really big this year and Qualcomm is saying, hey, you want all that stuff running on your device, you get a Qualcomm chip. And of course, that's not it. Like there's other stuff they improved on. There's not just... um, the AI improvements. They also announced, you know, the CPU year-over-year improvements. That has a new Adreno GPU. They have new gaming features. They announced support for a new Dolby HDR photo capture mode. But uh, you know, all this stuff kind of took backstage to the AI improvements. Yep. So um, if you want to get your hand on a device with a Snapdragon HN3, you just gotta wait a couple of days because Xiaomi will be announcing their Xiaomi 14, I think, in like two days, and that'll be the first device probably with the new chipset. And then there'll be, of course, all the other OEMs that release flagships in the coming weeks. And then over the next year, we'll likely have Qualcomm's or maybe MediaTek's chipset. Yep. Uh, but besides the HN3, there was also the new S7 and S7 Pro Gen 1 sound platforms, which um, I don't want to get into too many of the details. But one of the really cool things they announced is this new XPAN technology, which is short for Expanded Personal Area Network. And basically what Qualcomm is doing is they're using very low power Wi-Fi to massively extend the range of your listening experience. So right now, you connect to your earbuds using Bluetooth, right? But Bluetooth can get blocked by walls. It doesn't have a huge range. But by using Wi-Fi, you can significantly extend that range so you can leave your um, phone like somewhere and then you go walk around the gym or go walk around like campus or something for, for much longer than before and still be connected to your device. And then finally, there's the Snapdragon Seamless, which Qualcomm describes as a framework for improving cross-platform integration between Android and Windows devices that have Snapdragon chips. So what Qualcomm is building is basically a software suite. They're not releasing like an app themselves, but they're basically making it easier for device makers to build out their own cross-device apps. So with this framework that Qualcomm has built, um, OEMs can do things like make mice and keyboard work seamlessly between Windows and Android devices, um, enable files and windows to be dragged and dropped between devices, have earbuds intelligence switch between devices. Um, like right now, it's not just Bluetooth multipoint, which lets you switch between two devices, but Qualcomm solution lets you switch between three or even four devices at the same time. And Qualcomm says this Snapdragon Seamless framework is supported by their latest HN3, X Elite, and their um, wearable and hearable platforms. Cool. So uh, you weren't there though, right? 
Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I'm not in, and I'm not Maui right now, as you can tell. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, uh, you're very excited despite not being uh, wine and dined in Hawaii. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, very cool. Yeah, well, Snapdragon. I mean, they do this every year. I feel like every year, every other year, um, and you know, and pushing the envelope of what that Snapdragon can do. And so we'll look and see what uh, the OEMs uh, do with it coming out of that. So very cool. Michelle, did you say something about low power wireless? Ooh. Is that going to go? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm attempting a segue into a very, fairly technical story, but it's actually really good news. In fact, so much good news that Pix, that the Pixel account on uh, the Pixel Twix account celebrated that uh, very recently the FCC unanimously approved plans to allow several tech companies about 850 megahertz of the six gigahertz bands for low power operations. So that means that the signal won't go very far, but tech, this is a boon to tech companies for things like AR glasses, VR headsets, smartphones, vehicle infotainment, and of course, smartphones, which need faster Wi-Fi tethering. So that's it. Uh, we're, you know, obviously nothing quite yet since they just approved it, but you know, maybe in the future we'll have much, 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 much faster Wi-Fi tethering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, celebrate with Pixel. Uh, on Twix or not, feel, uh, with the Twix or not. I feel like it's been a long time since we've celebrated something the FCC did. Uh, you know, like I, <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm, I'm glad that, that that Joker is no longer running it, and, and now they're getting back to doing good things. Oh, with, really? I've yeah. haven't. I I've just been staying away from news because, yes. Yeah, well, it's been years now, so thankfully. So. Um, oh, I'm so behind. Yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. All right, well, let's get to wrap it up hardware. Oh, one thing on the OnePlus Open I forgot to mention was the, uh, the speakers on this thing are fantastic. I rarely use the speakers on my phone to watch media or anything like that, but I did because they called it out, and uh, it sounds fantastic. So, yeah. All right, cool. Um, so that said, let's uh, let's head on into apps. And since we're talking about foldables, um, thought it was interesting. And you know, Michelle, you were you were raving about the productivity capabilities of the OnePlus Open. Um, and sure enough, the uh, Google blog, the keyword, uh, had some great sharing. You know, seven productivity apps for Android tablets and foldable phones, um, and highlighting some of the great work that Google's been doing, both on their own apps as well as uh, partner apps. Um, and in this particular case here, uh, it's pretty exciting because uh, Gmail on a foldable or a tablet now we'll open web links in a split pane on a foldable um you know tapping into that um uh multitasking kind of view where you have your email on one side and then the right side opens up the link that you click to from the email that's pretty awesome the question though is where can you do this because this isn't working on the OnePlus open and i feel like it's but might be working on the pixel fold i do feel like there's a have and have not on foldables with pixel fold and everybody else that's going to happen for a little bit i don't know if you guys are experiencing the same but i i was they, they had someone from google at the oneplus event touting all the great stuff and i opened my oneplus open to go do the stuff they showed and i couldn't yeah it's one of those things that's kind of interesting because of the the as- particular aspect ratio that oneplus chose for their open it's kind of squarish yep it's not as wide as on the Pixel Fold. So a lot of apps like Discord, like Gmail, for example, they don't default to their tablet layout when you open them up yep. on the OnePlus Open. You have to actually flip the phone over to landscape mode to get that tablet view. And I think that may be the reason why we're not getting this. Yeah. So th- there's definitely going to be, we're going to be in a software transition state with foldables, I think, for a while, where Google is putting forth, like, here are best practices, here's the spec, and then it's a matter of how app developers and manufacturers are working together to make sure stuff works on their phones correctly. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's uh, obviously I have a lot to complain about it. And a friend of the show and was on last week, Michael Fisher noted in his open plus review that he was thankful for like the square ish 
portrait specific yep. portrait i guess portrait default aspect ratio of the one plus and i've had friends even who friends who are android developers say they prefer the z fold over the pixel fold because of the letterboxing and i totally get it y'all this is a software problem in my view especially as a developer it really should be taken care of software tell your favorite app publisher that they need to get their act together yep. that is my advice and what i'm going to stand for it's our fault and we should do better but agreed what do all right, so uh, when we got some messaging news. Yes, so it's 2023, and I feel sometimes, especially with messaging apps, there are certain things that feel like table stakes but aren't there yet, like, say, multi-account. Well, guess what? It is 2023, so now WhatsApp will allow you to log into two accounts simultaneously. If you get you know, uh, the latest version, you go to settings, you can now add an account. Now, I make that joke. It is... With with legacy apps, it is difficult to add multi-account support. I went through this myself, or not me personally, but my team did. So while I do make fun and say freaking finally, I also understand that it's a hard problem. So go enjoy your multiple accounts on WhatsApp. And furthermore, if you are a Google Messages user as well, or in, in lieu of WhatsApp, you will now have easier ways of pairing your uh, web devices or a web a web browser with your Google messages. Right now you have to go through the whole rigmarole of scanning QR codes and going to settings and yada, yada. It's very impenetrable, I think, for most non-tech savvy people. But Google messages is starting to roll out a QR codeless <laughs> workflow where you should be able to log in with your Google account and have some more simplified prompts and actions to be able to log on to your Google messages via the web. And there's a lot of hints also that this is just kind of the first step in true multi-device support for Google Messages. So you don't just have to have your Google Messages on one phone, you can have them on multiple phones. I think some folks have done, I think the 95 Google folks did some APK insights and looking at some different features. And just the fact that the app will be will start suggesting that it will use both your phone number and Google account, because that is kind of what a lot of this is based around is using your Google account, um, that eventually you will have a be able to have a secondary maybe even a tertiary, whatever the word for after tertiary is device also using Google messages. So we'll see, we're getting there, but we'll start off with easier ways of, you know, connecting your Google messages to a browser. So baby steps, 2023, we're getting there. Getting there, um, messaging yeah. evolving. So Evolving slowly, but surely. Yeah. And uh, Michelle, speaking of evolving, yeah. yeah, speaking of evolving, you know, we always have new features coming out that are using generative AI to do cool and fancy new things. And in Google Photos, we have generative AI being used to automatically create a highlight video. All you have to do is select people or places that are tagged in your library, and then you can create an, an entirely, you know, a video highlight reel based on um, the people you tag, and then it can add music and automatically sync that to the video. It's a really cool feature, you know, because a lot of times people take a lot of photos and videos, but actually creating something that you want to share and show off to others is kind of a challenge because, you know, you got to learn some video editing to do that. But this takes care of all that hassle for you, and it just puts these clips together in ways that make sense, and it does it all for you automatically and encourages you to use Google Photos more and more, which well, means... Which is yeah. which is great, and it's funny because as a hardcore Google Photos user, they've been doing this without you asking. And the number one <laughs> yeah, question sorry. I get from my wife is, this is great, but I want something with somebody else. How do I do that? And now you can. Like I feel like they're giving us the tools that have been under the hood for a while. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And speaking of giving us things that we've been asking for for a while, if you've been taking <laughs> a lot of raw photos, and um, one thing you might have noticed is that Google Photos app hasn't always been automatically backing them up. But starting now with the Pixel 8, 
um, any raw photos you take will be automatically backed up in the Google Photos app. And they'll also show in the main uh, photos tab. So now you don't have to go to your library and actually look through your raw photos anymore. Right. And of course, since raw photos are tend to be much larger in size, you should be aware that you're going to be eating up a lot more of your storage quota if you do <sighs> enable, if you, you know, take a lot of raw photos and back them up. Yep. And finally, more, more and Gen AI. Finally, we have one more generative <laughs> AI feature, this time in YouTube Music. So um, if you have a lot of playlists and you were, you know, you didn't like the fact that you couldn't customize the playlist album art, well, now you can using generative AI. Um, you can't, like, add whatever image you want, but you can select from a whole bunch of templates and then use Google's generative AI tool to create a whole bunch of completely custom or semi-custom I, album art images based on your prompt. I don't like the direction Google's taken with this. They also did this with the generative AI on on Android 14 on the Pixel 8, yeah. where it's like, cool, generative AI wallpapers. I read so many articles saying, like, how cool this is, how great is that? Go to do it. And it's limited in your choices. Like yeah. it's like it, it, like it's like you can choose a palace in a color, and it will make. But I don't want to. I don't want a bulldog like in this in this example of YouTube music. I want. I, I want to give you the prompt, and you give me true generative AI versus this like training wheels. We're gonna limit you, limit your choices. BS that they're doing. So I don't know. That's. I think the reason they do that is because you're much more likely to get an unusable photo if they just let you go with whatever. Prompt sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or nonsense. It's, it's really are like. Yeah. 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 Because so. knowing how to. Yeah properly draft a prompt is a skill in and of itself yeah, yeah exactly true uh, yeah so all right cool well that's all our apps news um and listen we've been we've been kind of saying on the show the past couple of weeks that we want you to write in to email us at contact at androidfaithful.com and boy howdy did you this week thank you we got yes, so God. many emails so like we're gonna run a little longer this week because I, I feel it's important to hear from you the android faithful so uh, let's dive right in yeah and our first uh, email is from eddie from st louis who wants to pour one out for uh, photospheres. Mm. Hello, AF crew. I was a huge fan of the photosphere feature for many years as I have been using Google Nexus phones for the longest time. I loved using photospheres on vacation to show my view to the rest of my family, and they were great to share on Google Maps as well. They were great for landscape shots and not good at all with people unless everyone stayed still. While I am sad to see the feature go, I can understand it. I wish they would have put the effort into enhancing the output instead of canceling the feature. Fair enough. Either way, here are some good examples as well as a bad example, which might have been why it wasn't as popular. It could be finicky, which made it difficult to take them. Eddie from St. Louis. And Eddie shared with us a, a awesome Google Photos album there that he called Share with AF um, <laughs> uh, of his photospheres. So we could see these are when we said who, who's taking a photosphere. Uh, he was so. Um, was. So there, there's a pretty cool. Is this Chicago? I believe. Right? Hey, Chicago, right? Yep. Bean, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. Bean, right? Um, there, there's a, there's a beach shot. Oh, there you go. Just went black. Um, some cool. Oh, weird. I have noticed this with Google Photos in the. Oh, right, because it's going into the immersive photosphere mode. Oh. Yeah. So there we go. Now we can see we're dragging around. There he is. Um, it does take a second for photos on the web to kick in and have the photosphere load and go into focus. Um, but yeah, these are true photospheres. Let's go. Let's go back to Chicago and let's let's relive the relive the excitement of Chicago. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Look at this. Look at the stitching spot. there. Look at that. Like that's that. See that spot. Uh, in the you can see the line where it's stitched and it like cut off somebody's leg. 
Um, yeah, I mean, of course, around the Chicago Bean, there's tons of people. So yeah. where you know Eddie had to take two different pictures, yeah. someone has been split in half a little bit. I mean, this is this is. I will admit this is cool, but I still go back to like, what's the use of it, and how often do you find yourself cruising around your photospheres and reliving that moment? I never did, you know. I don't know, but you know, but um, this looks like Pittsburgh, possibly. This is like name your city. Um, yeah, it it just feels like it's such a. Uh, it feels like, yeah, the, the way we're doing it right now, looking at a desktop is probably one of the better ways to do it. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah. It just does not jive with anything Google is. Oh, I see. Uh, so oh, yeah, there yeah, there's is. like a viewfinder that was in Eddie's 360 panorama and it has been, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, six, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a lookout point And there's one of those things where you put a quarter into like yeah. a telescope view and it's like just floating there in space. That's not pretty good. That's that. Yeah. That's a bad stitch. So. Part of it is, yeah. Like floating. It's just not good. Yeah. So, all right. So. Well, well, thank you for sharing us with that, but we, that's not the only email we got about photosphere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So we have yet another photosphere from uh photosphere related email from Mark zip. So Mark says, with regard to your discussion of photosphere, maybe going away, Android Faithful Show number 15, one aspect you did not mention is the fact that one could contribute one's photospheres to Google Maps. This is incredibly useful useful for places that Google Maps car cannot access or where they have not sent a person with a backpack. The first thing I did when I got my Nexus 4 in November 2012 was to take a photosphere, a photosphere, a photosphere of my neighborhood. We're on a cul-de-sac, and so the Google car does not visit us. To date, it is still the only picture of our neighborhood on Google Street View. Here is a, here's a photosphere I took back in 2014. It's an Iron Age stone ring fort at the top of a hill in southwest Cork, Ireland. For years, this was the default picture used on Google Street View. And for video stream folks, we're going to load it up right now. And here it is, a lovely Cork, Ireland. I have a friend that lives there. Hey, Kate. I'm, that's so cool that he t- yeah. took this and added it to Google Maps and like... Like that is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool application, like an integration of like how Google can work together and that you could do this with your phone and then drop it into Google Maps and give more context to travelers. That's pretty that's pretty cool. So Yeah, especially for like a historical yeah. site like this where you want to maybe attract people or just give people a, a little better view of what it looks like. Yep. That's pretty awesome. So going back to uh, Mark's email, which I just scrolled all the way out of. There we go. There are really interesting photospheres in countries all over the world. Google photospheres are also used in GeoGuessr, the popular online geography game. And here is where we insert the discussion of Google killing off things willy-nilly. I really hope that this is merely a glitch in the Pixel camera app for the new phones. I'm glad I still have the function on my Pixel 7a with Android 14. Thanks for your efforts, listeners, since the Eileen days. Regards, Mark Zip. Well, thank you, Mark. So that was just two of the many emails we got about people using Photosphere. So we we asked, you answered. So we appreciate that. Um, but moving on to our next topic du jour, uh, Sam, from, <laughs> Sam, Sam from Cleveland writes in and says, I've been listening to AAA since its beginning. It was very sad when it ended and somehow missed the launch of this show, probably because I got off all social media to spend more time listening to podcasts. I just found it, immediately subscribed, and been binging to catch up. Thank you, Sam. Welcome back. We missed you. We're here for you. Um, and so Sam says, with all the new foldables on the market... What's the situation with docking or mounting them in cars? I currently use a magnetic mount with my Pixel, and it's very convenient to just snap my phone on to use for navigation. Would I need a tablet mount to hold up a foldable? 
Thanks for keeping us faithful. Sam from Cleveland. And we've been talking about Android Auto. We've been talking about foldables. We haven't talked about foldables in cars. And I think this is a great question. When you are using a foldable as your daily driver, what are you doing? I'm putting it in the cup holder folded. Wow. <laughs> so I, so as we've mentioned many times, I am part of the Subaru crew and I have Android Auto in my Subaru. And so normally I just plug it in, leave the phone in the cup holder, hope that I don't breathe on it so that the connection stays through USB and use it that way. Although uh, we did have, was it Scott with the Easter eggs last yep. week? I'm so sorry. Who showed us there, uh, the, his, uh, you know, sorry, mounted setup. And I really want to do that, but that's a really great question. I don't, I actually have a little bit of experience, not with cars, but with my rower, (laughs) not quite the same thing, but you know, it's seated. You go somewhere like nominally speaking, more or less. Uh, And yeah, I did find that the tablet holder worked better when I wanted my pixel fold open so that I could do the side by side of my rower app with I don't know, some podcast, YouTube or whatever. I did find that I had to use the tablet holder, but that does mean that I'm forever using tablet holder in whatever situation that is. So yeah, I don't know. I, I've never put a tablet up in a car. Have any, so have I, I just went to Amazon and searched pixel fold car mount and like where, the, where there's, where, where there's an OEM, there are lots of uh, accessories <laughs> and supplies and stuff like that. Um, and sure enough, uh, there are many, many, uh, Car wireless uh, mounts and chargers. Uh, this one is a, uh, a a dashboard mount and wireless charger that works with the Galaxy Fold. Um, and I got to imagine it will work with the Pixel Fold possibly. But there are lots of like basically tablet mount ones that you could unfold your phone and drop them into. I would like to see someone doing this in the wild and see what the picture looks like because uh, that's just bananas. Um you know, here we'll. It, I've seen people do that, like post, uh, you know, un, unfolded yeah. with the mount on both sides. I would never do that. I'd be too scared of like it, you know, putting pressure on the hinge and yep. holding it open. If I were to do that, I would do it like on the, the you know, the this side on this side. If I'm, if you're watching on the video, on, on, the, on like, the bottom side where the hinge right, yeah. is not being affected. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to put any pressure on the hinge. Yep. You know what I will try though is that if if anyone is familiar, there's a system out there called Quadlock. Quadlock is a manufacturer of you know mounts, and the Quadlock is used by like. So I have a friend who drives a motorcycle, and he literally puts his iPhone something something fancy uh, on his motorcycle because the quad lock system is pretty secure. Now they don't have pixel fold cases, and my husband sadly asked support and they said no we're not making a pixel fold case they do have adapters although it uses like a 3m sticker but while i wouldn't put it on a motorcycle i might actually try that maybe i'll get a, a quad lock car mount and then so what happens is the quad lock is just this little kind of uh inset lock locking mechanism that attaches to the back of the fold so i think what we could do is maybe get a car mount and so instead of like having to you know, holders that squeeze the side of the phones, we could just maybe count on quad lock being good enough that I could use it both like closed and open. Yep. And I just covered my mic. So I'm actually, I'm going to experiment with that. I'll get a quad lock. I'll steal, I'll get a quad lock car mount. I'll steal my husband's pixel fold and run around with it and see if that works. All right. Uh, but would, would, like, does, does MagSafe have like car mounts? Because I mean, they have MagSafe adapters for pixel fold too. So that could be an option. Yeah, yeah definitely a magnet underneath your case on the back. And then like, putting it another magnet in your car could work. Cause I, I use a magnet to hold up a tablet on a wall and it works pretty well. Cool. All right. Well, so there's a challenge. If you're doing it, take a picture, send it to us. When you do it, take a picture, send it to us. Um, and th- thanks for writing <laughs> in. Uh, very cool. Thank you, Sam. Uh, appreciate you being faithful. Um, all right. Our next, uh, our next email, uh, uh, 
comes in and uh, Mashal, we're going to need some help from you on this one. So um, <laughs> he said, uh, wrote in and said, help all about, I mean, Android Faithful fam. <laughs> um, I haven't done the Android beta since the Pixel 4. I'm pretty sure that back then you just waited for the Pixel 5 to come out with a stable release and you just opted out to update to stable without wiping. So this time around, I read people were getting better battery life on the Pixel Fold with Android 14, so I waited until right before the Pixel 8 was released and installed Android 14 QPR QPR 1 Beta 2. And later, when I saw the Pixel 8 was released, I opted out, and instead of being offered the stable release without wiping, I get offered a stable release after wiping. I, I tried opting back in and waiting a day or two and opting back out, but I still don't get the option to go to stable without losing everything, and I'm not being offered any further betas. Am I missing something? Did they change the way the beta program works? I just opted back in again and gave it a few minutes to wait for the next beta. It says the system is up to date. I know in the past, including this time, when I opted into the beta by the time I checked my phone, the next beta was already available. But right now, nothing. When I opt back in, I immediately get offered the stable release saying it will wipe my device just like the screenshot shows. Really don't want to wipe because the Android backup restore has been too spotty in my experience. Anyway, glad the show lives on. Love it when you had Flo and Jason on. Keep on winning. Uh, pip. Hilton from Virginia, Pixel Fold lover, and T-Mobile EIP fan. Um, and uh, I love Toodle Pip. You might remember from all about Android, Toodle Pip. Uh, Hilton is awesome. And he did send in a screenshot of what uh, he is seeing. Um, and I can zoom in on it. Michal, what is he doing wrong? I'm going to be honest. This is why I avoid using the beta program and I just sideload all my updates. I am so it is, scared it is, right it is, now. It is so confusing. Yep. Sometimes what what do you have to do to go from the beta to the public track without wiping your phone, so, whether or not if you opt out now or versus opt out later, whether you will get the right update pushed to your device. It, it's confusing. Yeah, this, the screenshot he says says system update available. This update will slow the latest public version of Android 14. All data stored in your device will be lost. You're receiving these updates because you opted out of the Android beta program to opt back in. Go to g.co slash Android beta. Downloading updates over cellular data or metered Wi-Fi networks may lead to additional charges. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't play in this in the sandbox either. So Hilton, I'm sorry, I don't think we can necessarily help you here. Um, but yeah, it's wild. <laughs> if, and thank you for the pun. If anybody knows, okay. yeah, if anybody knows, please write in and let uh and let us know. So all right, and we got one last email here. One more. Yeah, and this email comes from Derek in Toronto, who sent us an email about their experiences using Android 14 on their Pixel. Hey, gang, so happy you picked up where the show that shall not be named left off. I was very sad to see it go and super happy to see you start up. One thing I haven't heard much about with regards to Android 14, but one that I'm loving is the battery life. I'm on a Pixel 6 regular, and one thing that I have hated in the past year is the battery. It seems to be getting worse and worse. When 14 came out, I saw improved battery optimization and thought, yeah, right. But OMG, I used to be at about 20% by about 4 to 5 o'clock every day. As I am writing this, it is 3.15 and I have 51% and I spent the last 45 minutes gaming. I'm almost always able to get through an entire day. Super happy I upgraded to 14. So, yeah, this is a, you know, it's always great to see people have a great experience after updating to the latest OS. I know last week we talked about um, other Pixel 6 users not having such a great time after updating to Android 14. I'm really glad that issue didn't happen with your device. Um, but you know, if you have been having a good time after updating Android 14, power to you. Yeah, and that that email was from Derek in Toronto, and um, yeah, I, I love hearing a success a success story. Um, I have noticed the battery on Android 14 on my Pixel 8 Pro has been running great, so uh, uh, it's 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 nice to see. And like we mentioned earlier, the OnePlus. Uh, open battery is just ridiculously good. So, um, for- all right, confession, Ruhi, I told you all I wasn't gonna 
order the Pixel you did. 8 before. Yeah, I did. You, I was going to take it to Japan, but now I'm regretting not getting, not getting, not waiting and oh, getting the OnePlus oh, open oh, instead. Jeez. Oh, oh wow. uh, so, And I did it without any of the extras like the Pixel Buds or the trade-in. So I'm just a really extra big fool this year. There you go. Um, all right. Well, so email go. us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We love to hear from you all. And I'm going to put the email on the website so you can email us directly from the website. We, that was a little oversight. And thanks. You know who mentioned it uh, in Discord. So we appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate you, sir. Um, all right. Well, that's going to end this kind of extra long uh, no guest episode. Um, Michelle, where can folks find you? If you want to follow me to see all the latest news on Android, you can follow me on Twix on Mastodon, on Threads, on Reddit, on Discord, on whatever website, at Michelle Rahman. But if you want to support my work um, to see me continue to post more news, you can go to patreon.com slash Michelle Rahman and become a supporter and join my Discord and see some exclusive news from time to time. Right on. Definitely support you. You're doing, you're doing the Lord's work out there. So we appreciate mm-hmm. you. So, All right, Wynn, uh, are you going to be blogging about your phone purchases now? or what's, what, 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 I yeah. probably should, <laughs> seeing as how I just keep rolling in them. Um, so support support Michelle. I'm a support devs because I'm a dev. I like support. Uh, I am an Android dev. I do it. That's my typical day job, and I do talk about Android development, and you can find my talks and associated code and video at my website, randomlytyping.com. And you can find me on most social media sites at queen code monkey and i'm at queen code monkey at mastodon.social for the fediverse so there you go right on and uh you can find me i'm ron xo across all the various social medias i'm mostly most active on instagram um but as i mentioned earlier i went on benefit of the dowd uh with friend of the show adam dowd uh and cliff uh was on the show as well and we were on there talking about uh talking about uh the oneplus open um, so you can go watch that uh, benefit of the doubt on YouTube. Um, had a great time. Uh, this is also before I needed to wear sunglasses. This is the night before it happened. Um, so you can see the, the you can track my life over the last week by oh. podcast there. Um, but it was fun to uh, fun to go on their show. So definitely check it out. We're gonna have Adam on the show soon. We might have Cliff on the show as well. Um, so yeah, so good time. So go check that out. Um, good stuff. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody uh, for watching live. Again, you can watch us uh, every week at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on youtube.com slash daily tech news show um, and twitch.tv slash good day internet. Huge thanks and love to our friends at the daily tech news show fam, uh, Tom and Roger and Sarah and everybody, everybody all over there. They're fantastic. They're great folks. We wouldn't be here without them. Um, and yeah, quick reminder, you could find everything uh, over at AndroidFaithful.com. You can find links to subscribe to podcast uh link over to patreon.com slash android faithful our past episodes are on that website um we thank everybody who supports us uh this podcast records every tuesday releases every tuesday night and we'll be here every week to talk about all things going on android on android faithful
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 